Hey everyone, welcome out to episode 131 of a Nerd Name Mark podcast. Sorry for the delay. Uh, if you if you only watch and listen to the podcast, you don't really dabble on my YouTube's content. Uh, I've been dealing with you know health issues and working, so I haven't really my time frame and everything's been off, and I apologize. But today. Uh, special Halloween edition of the podcast because all month horror stuff. I'm getting two episodes this week from me. Uh, so this one's just a special because Halloween ends finally dropped in theaters and Peacock uh, Plus or whatever that streaming service is called. And I checked it out, didn't know how I felt about it. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sit on it for a day or two, watch it again. And now, today, for this special episode, I'm gonna be ranking every halloween film in the franchise i'm a huge fan of this franchise i like horror in general even though there isn't really a lot of great films in this um it's a guilty pleasure franchise just like you know nightmare on elm street uh you know stuff like that you know aliens those anthologies like i there's there's not always they're not all gonna be great but uh to do this proper for those of you who are listening i'll still rank them so you can hear what i'm saying Obviously, watching on YouTube, you'll be able to actually see, because I found on Tier Maker as I switch over, this. This nice little uh, setup going over, uh, you know, all the films. Halloween Ends is not included, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over ranking all the other films. Let that be that. And then because of spoilers, I'll talk about Halloween Ends at the end of it. So you guys can avoid the spoilers, and I'll tell you where I place it. Uh, So... I'm going to go in chronological order of the films being released because they're also placed in order for me, which is great. So first up, we have the original 1978 Halloween. And it's kind of funny because this is actually the only film out of all of them that was not only written, but also directed by John Carpenter himself. And I can tell you right now, this this is my favorite out of all of them, honestly. Um, There's a nice balance between Michael stalking Laurie also while killing people along the way um and donald pleasance as dr loomis was like an iconic role great acting in that this from the time being 1978 and this night the rise of slasher films this definitely took a new approach no longer were we stuck with camp counselors that's that this was just this presence so it set this eerie atmospheric tone for the town and i actually really enjoyed it this for me is an S tier film. Um, not just in this franchise from a Halloween standpoint. This is a film I watch. I watch this in part two like every year. Not even just on Halloween, just in general. I really enjoy the original Halloween. Now, uh, obviously the next one, Halloween 2. This was equally as enjoyable. A direct sequel. The first one ends. This one picks up right where left off with Lori going to the hospital. And Michael presumed dead going missing. So so we have like two stories going on at once in this. We have Lori in the hospital finding out her history that she was adopted. That she's actually the little sister of Michael. Which was a huge like twist. And like When I first saw it I was like wait what? And it kind of explained a lot why he was stalking her. Um, then we get also at the same time Dr. Loomis hunting after Michael. Like this little cat and mouse game. Uh, I... I, I loved this film. This film was really good. Just not as good as the first one. There's just something about the first one that was just lightning in a bottle. But this one's still an A-tier film. Um, you know, it's not. It, it's good. It, like, those two go together. Peanut butter and jelly. 
you gotta watch both. You can't just watch one. Even though when I get into Halloween from 2018 and Halloween kills and ends, obviously some things about like to bother me in a in the long term of like the canon of the franchise. Um, next up, we have something that's very polarizing in the horror community. Halloween three season of the witch. Okay. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this and I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to rip the bandaid off. I actually enjoy this film from a standpoint of a movie. If this was not labeled, Halloween was not a part of the franchise and that this movie would have done so much better, but they labeled it Halloween. I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to turn it into like a franchise that didn't need Michael, but you can't after those first two films, you can't get rid of Michael. Um, so um, I did like the idea of these, like this manufacturer making these masks with chips in them. And then, you know, the guy who was starting it, he was uh, going to like have a commercial play and the chips were going to like basically kill the person inside and bugs and this and that were going to come out. It was this like pagan ritual, like sacri to sacrifice all these children to Sam Hain, which I thought was really cool. That's a unique idea, idea. Not a lot of stuff. Not a lot of movies are bringing up Sam Hain, you know, which is stuff like that. Like, you know, I being in Connecticut growing up, going up to Salem, Massachusetts, is that anything that has to do with witches and all this other stuff? Like, I'm all for it. I actually really enjoy that stuff. But this just should not have been a Halloween film. So I'm going to rank it C because it is a good film. A little weird when they had, like, you know, some stuff in it. But I just wish it was, like, not labeled Halloween. It could have been labeled anything else. Um, next up, we have, because, a time gap. So, uh, just for starters, Halloween, the first one, 1978. Halloween 2, 1981, just a three-year gap. Uh, season of which came out the next year after Halloween 2. They were really trying to capitalize on the popularity. Then, we don't get anything for six years, because in 1988, we got Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Um... Uh, this is, obviously they brought Michael back because three just bombed, no money made. So they had to bring him back. Um, this time around, no Lori though. No Jamie Lee Curtis, our final girl, not in this one. It's actually her daughter, Jamie, who's in a foster home, which was subtly explained, but not really. Um, so it's kind of weird because Michael apparently wasn't dead. He was being transferred from a sanitarium to another one in the ambulance, but him hearing he had a niece, like woke him up um i will say there's some good kills in this uh i did like the idea of like after a while of killings and this that the the town folks created like a lynch mob and they were like listen we're done with michael's shit let's 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 get rid of him so you know there's a point where they shoot the shit out of him he falls into a mine they they and we assume he's been killed um one of the cool things is we had a twist ending with this one where at the end, Jamie attacks her foster mom, and she's standing at the top of the stairs with bloody scissors as Loomis walks in, and he starts screaming no because he was about to shoot her because it was kind of like that. That's how he found Michael when Michael was a kid when he first killed you know his family. So I thought that was a neat element of it, but um, I will say I'm going to put four in C tier with uh, Season of the Witch. I, the return of Michael Myers, like, I, they had some cool kills in it, like, it was nice to see Michael return. I liked the whole idea of the town folks, like, tired of his shit, but it just wasn't that great. Um, then, right into that, we have 
another direct sequel, like with one and two, we have Halloween five, the revenge, which came out a year later in 1989. Uh, so this one was weird. This one was really weird. So apparently like Michael and Jamie have like a psychic link in this. And all I could think about is, was it jaws? The revenge was jaws. No, it wasn't jaws. It wasn't the red. Was it jaws four where someone had a psychic link with the shark? I don't know which one it was. It was ridiculous. That kind of threw me out. Um, I will say there was a cool death scene at a party with fornication involving a scythe and a pitchfork, which was really cool. Um, other than that, there's this weird ending where like, there's an explosion and cops were killed and Michael was in a cell. Then he was like freed by some dude, like mysterious dude. And I was like, you know what? That's weird. I'm putting five in D tier. Honestly, the revenge just no. Um, and it's only going to get worse. <laughs> then in 1995, nice big six year time jump again. Uh, we have Michael Myers or Halloween six, the curse of Michael Myers. This one is basically picking up where the one left off, but actually the same amount of time has passed. Uh, so Michael and Jamie were captured by some freaking cult and Jamie's giving birth at 15 to like a baby. Um, they take the baby away. She is uh, like one of the nurses like helps free her. And then she's driving. Michael's chasing her. She crashes. Michael kills her, but the baby's missing. Um, and the only cool thing about this is we had Paul Rudd playing Tommy. The kid Lori babysat in the first film. So there's our tie to the original franchise more. Um, they went into this weird thing where there was like this cult and like Michael's Michael Myers had some like druid curse that like caused him to like kill anyone he was blood related to on Halloween only, which was really just weird. Um, and once again, ended with a twist where there was no real, like, that, like, Michael Myers was in a lab, got stabbed with some stuff, Loomis goes to check to make sure and the mask is just there. So it's like, once again, it's like, oh, no, he's not really there. But it was, like, such a weird freaking movie. And honestly, this is, like, the only thing is I think Paul Rudd did a really good job acting in it. But I'm going to put that in D tier for sure. Um, it just not, it didn't do it for me. Um, next up... We finally get into like the more modern, like late 90s, early 2000s with Halloween H2O 20 years later. Obviously, the 20th anniversary came out in 1998. Uh, this one had LL Cool J. We saw Jamie Lee Curtis return as Laurie, which I thought was really cool. I saw this in theaters when I was 12. Um, I had an uh, aunt that liked horror films and she took me to see this. So, yeah. Um, so this one is... Basically, everything after Halloween 2 didn't happen in this. There were, like, I guess, early versions of the script where Jamie was going to be mentioned in this and that. But Laurie Strode is the main character. Jamie never existed. So basically, after Halloween 2, nothing passed except for Laurie faking her death. And now she's working and living in California. Um, This was definitely an anniversary film. Like, you know, that's why I don't think they were going to... I don't think it really had any anything to go after this. I think they were just doing it. That's why Jamie Lee Curtis returns. And that was it. Um, uh, the, the ending is one of the things that I always remember because she, Lori was in a car, a van with Michael. She 
crashes it. He flies out, like she flies out of the car. He goes through the windshield. The van still keeps going, and it pins him between a log and or like a some sort of log or tree or something in the van. And she takes an axe out and cuts his head off, and that's how it ends. And I was like, that's good. I like that a lot. All right, sorry about that. My camera died because I didn't plug in an external source because I'm an idiot. Um, but yes. So with that being said, Halloween H2O is uh kind of has a close soft spot in my heart for that. Uh, you know, one being it's you know the first time I saw a Halloween film in theaters as it was coming out, and two, it really captured the late '90s style of horror, but still, this felt like halloween like this went back to one and two i had those feelings about it it's not as good as those but i would say i'd put this in b b tier now i'm gonna get some i'm gonna get some flack for that from halloween fans but it was a fun movie um i think it definitely with the ending and this and that it was just nice to see jamie lee curtis like come back as laurie because, you know, after dealing with Jamie for a couple movies and the other ones, while they weren't, while five and six weren't bad, horribly bad, it just, they just felt, mm. So that leads us into our first Halloween film of the millennium. In 2002, we got Halloween Resurrection. Um, This one, they took some risks with this. There were definitely some drastic things that happened in this. So I'm going to tell you right now. I love this film because of how entertaining it was. So this, so we find out that at the end of H2O, the guy she decapitated was actually not Michael Myers. He had apparently switched his clothes and broke the larynx or something of the guy. So he couldn't speak. And so Lori killed an innocent man and Michael is free. She now from is in a psych ward because of this, she's institutionalized and you know, she, Michael finds her and there's this whole scene and it really got me because if you watch H2O and like resurrection, like back to back, they kind once again, we go back to the formula of the movies leading into each other, you know, five and six led into each, uh, four and five, um, and six to an extent, you know, they all kind of led bled in together, but like one and two back in the day, those were back to back films. I consider H2O and resurrection like just like halloween one and two so you know with the time frame and them continuing each other so now because you know michael finds her and she sets a trap to finally kill him catches him on the roof falls for the trap and she hesitates killing him because she didn't know if it was actually going to be him or not so obviously she goes to take the mask off doesn't happen she gets her hesitation, basically, Michael stabs her and throws her off the roof. So we actually got Jamie Lee Curtis's Lori killed in the opening of this film. And I was just like, okay, this, this is a crazy thing for them to do this. Like, this caught me off guard. This film, the main thing I liked about it was the fact that we're back in the old original house. Buster Rhymes is running, like, a TV show, like a reality show. Which was starting to get really reality shows were starting to get popular in the early 2000s i mean we had survivor stuff like that so and real world has been going on for a while and like road rules and this and that so i like the idea of all these cameras set up a reality show of everyone just trying to stay overnight in michael myers's childhood home uh 
the, the, this film just was ridiculous, but still really good. And we even got Buster Rhymes basically using martial arts and all sorts of fighting Michael Myers. And there's just one scene, and I can't, I'm not going to play the clip because I don't want to strike. Basically, Buster Rhymes electrocutes Michael Myers nuts. That's right. Electrocutes him in the nuts, right in the dick. And I can't stop laughing at that scene. Um, this is not the best film. But I will say this is easily... Because it goes with H2O so much and... Uh, I'm going to put this in B tier. I, I think it's a good, solid movie. I really enjoyed it. Like I said, guilt, it's, it's up there with the guilty pleasure, like of Halloween films. Um, and then it was kind of like radio silence, you know, for a long time, uh, 15 years to be exact, because we got our Ultimately, we knew this was going to happen because this was popular in that time frame. Reboots, and I've done, I've talked about this before when I talked about like horror movie reboots and like remakes. Uh, we got Rob Zombie's Halloween, which came out in two, what, 20, or no, it was five years later. It was like 2007. And eh, never mind, 2007. So it was five years later. My bad. I was looking at my notes for Halloween that came out in 2018. Um, in 2007. Man, it's been that long already? Wow. So 15th anniversary is coming up next year. Okay. I may have to do a deep dive into this uh, duo films. But Rob Zombie did um, this uh, remake of Halloween. I've been very outspoken and critical of Rob Zombie as a director, as a writer. I think while the gore and scenes from, like, you know, Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, while I feel like those weren't really those, they drew too much from other films like you know, Texas Chainsaw this and that, and it seemed very uninspired and unoriginal. Um, I will say, his approach to Michael Myers in this in the first Halloween was so damn good, and the kills so gruesome and gory i appreciated all of that i think this was a great great storytelling of the dynamic between dr loomis and michael myers showing so much of his childhood showing his relationship with his mother so much time spent on that i really enjoyed that plus malcolm mcdowell as dr loomis was the perfect casting and what I liked about this was it wasn't just a Halloween Michael Myers film. It was, you know, Lori, her history, her story, Dr. Loomis, Michael. We actually got depth and backstory to these characters and made like this was a very grounded and psychologically built film. And I think it's one of Rob Zombie's best films he's ever done. Um besides like lords of salem which you know i do plan on doing a rob zombie episode like just talking about his films because i feel like i need to really dive in to his writing and directing style and i've always wanted to and i haven't but i will be doing that probably before the month is over um but michael but rob zombie's first halloween film i'm giving that that's a tier actually you know what that's s tier and 
I'm shocking myself because I really wasn't going to. I was actually going to keep it between B and A when I was planning this out. But then now that I'm more I'm thinking about it, and I did rewatch all these Halloween films in the last week um, because I didn't want to go like too deep into my memory. I wanted to have them fresh in my mind. This is actually like one of his best works. This is actually like hit like this is a really good film. And I wish I could say the same about Halloween too. I really do. Um, I will say Halloween 2 from Rob Zombie, which came out in 2009. The fact that it does pick up right where the first one, so a nod to the original two. Um, I will say going deeper into flashbacks of Michael Myers as a kid, which was never really done before. This is the most we've ever seen about Michael as a kid when he was institution institutionalized with Loomis, you know, visiting him. And then even more stuff about Dr. Loomis. Now he wrote a book. And he's kind of a celebrity, which kind of threw me off. But then there's backlash about, you know, people thinking he's just capitalizing on people's trauma. There's so much to this. Um, you know, they even went the route of what was in uh, Halloween, I think, five with the mental link to Michael Myers between Laurie. And, and I was like, OK, they definitely... That's something I was never really into, even with the the, other, the original time they did it. Um, I thought the, the cabin slash barn scene at the end with Loomis, Laurie, and Michael in there, and the, the conversations and the depth, those were all great things. Even the end with, you know, Laurie stabbing Michael and then her walking out with the mask on with all the cops with their guns out and this and that. I was like, they went so deep into like the human psyche i give rob zombie a lot of credit for this i really do was it as good as the first one no like i said the psychic link everything else like the dr luma stuff i think they spent way too much time still diving into michael like which we, we had enough of that in the first film but i noticed the thematic trend of it i'm gonna say halloween 2 is i'll give it no well i grabbed their own halloween 2 i'll put it in the b tier it's not bad. It's good. Um, it's a good companion piece to Halloween. It definitely gave you that closed door where we wouldn't, we didn't need a three. It kind of just, we got a story and I just love those two combined as like a dish. That's like my, my, my steamed broccoli with my freaking steak. That is, they go together so well, but Halloween one is the steak. Um, Halloween two is definitely broccoli. Even though I love broccoli, but steak obviously is that's what you're there for. You go to steakhouse for steak, not broccoli. Um next up we have Halloween from 2018. Uh nine years since there's been a Halloween film. And when this was announced and it said it was like they're going the route of like other films where it's a real-time sequel, so the amount of time that has lapsed since Halloween, the original one, to now, because technically it is an anniversary. I believe it was because it was 78. So about the 40th anniversary of the film. Was it? Was it 40? Yeah. Um, my issue with this movie is that it takes place after Halloween part one. And I hinted about it when I was talking about Halloween part two before with the twist of Lori being Michael's sister. It now went the route of only part one happened. So the whole thing about Lori um, being a sister, all that stuff never happened. Um, I wish it would have taken place after part two. I really do. 
Uh, but I do like the setup of Michael returning, the town forgetting about it, Lori just going so matchup crazy that Michael's still out there and freaking, you know, making this fortress out of her house, kind of becoming that crazy lady in town, you know? Um, and kind of like the recluse. Um, the action, the kills in this. Oh my god, there's so many. And the ending was really good. It was the point where like that that movie, like, fine, it did good. Like I was like, okay, this would be a good closing chapter. You watch Halloween from 1978, and then you watch this Halloween, that's it. You still got a really good story. Um, I really enjoyed this. I think this was really good. And I'm gonna put that in A tier. Like, uh, my mouse is acting up. Now, Halloween Kills, which came out last year in 2021, I did a review of it. Um, it's still up there. I did a, like a quick little review of it for during when it came out. Um, since I did just rewatch everything before Halloween ends, my thoughts on Halloween Kills have changed. Um, I don't like it as much. I don't hate it though. I think my issue with Halloween Kills is uh once again like with um oh, which halloween was it the uh halloween four with like the mob like the town folks becoming a mob and going after michael and this and that i i got those vibes from this so like this the halloween kills and other halloween kind of pulled a lot of things from the films like not three as much but like part two, four, five, it's like they pulled certain elements from them in these. And I appreciate that. But Halloween Kills just at times like took me out. It just seemed really like just a nothing burger. Um, I, I'm going to say Halloween Kills is C tier. Actually, no, D tier. It's D tier. I... I I couldn't I wouldn't like outside of just watching it before it ends. This is something that like I won't rewatch like on like on purpose like unless I want to like you know just binge watch a bunch of horror stuff and like all the Halloween films again. This is not my top choice. Everything else above it I would watch before it. Um, now we go to the elephant in the room. Um, you now can stop listening if you don't want spoilers for Halloween ends. Uh, if not, then I'm going to jump into it. I'm not going to give deep spoilers. This isn't going to be a review of it. Um, that's going to be separate. <sighs> Halloween Ends was a disappointment to, to ending the franchise. And I know it's not ending the franchise. Um, I do know originally, you know, when they were talking about Michael Myers as the shape, like Michael Myers himself isn't the, like, it's him... It's the evil inside of him. That's why, you know, they call him the shape for a while. And, you know, having this story, it was very, very, not a lot happening. Not a lot of kills. Very dialogue, atmospheric, tension. Um, you know, you had Lori, everyone, think, you know, her being crazy, like, Michael's still out there. I'm going to find him, blah, blah, blah. Um, you had this new kid who technically became evil by helping Michael and killing his on his own and this and that and he was bullied and all this other stuff and it was just like I get it 
in the end, you know, we thought Lori was going to die, but she didn't. She got saved. Uh, Michael got killed. Like, they finally, the whole town finally took him into, like, a weird claw, crunchy, like, wood chipper type thing. And he was killed. It's, I don't know. Me and my wife even watched it, and she was just like, I, she didn't like it. And she's not a big horror film fan, but she liked the other Halloween from 2018. She didn't mind Halloween Kills. This one just took her completely out, and I don't blame her. I understand completely. I was just, mm, I wish I could unsee it. Um, I know if you're looking at the ranking, there's S, A, B, C, D, and F. Um, I'm giving, I'm giving Halloween ends. I'm putting that in the D tier. I don't have an image for it, but it's going in D tier. It's, it's not the worst film but man it just it suffered so much and it and i get i get what they were trying to do though like from this like for me this is my personal opinion of it but i do like some elements of it i do like this whole like the evil inside like festering that can be created within someone and them becoming this michael myers like shape i get that and I'm sure if they want to make more going forward without Lori and this and that and like, but having that, that theme to it would work. Just after all this time and this being like a new trilogy, so to speak, it just felt really anticlimactic for me. But I see a lot of positive people, uh, people talking positive about it and they make very, like I said, they make valid points. But for me personally, I'm still just like, no, this me. I'm I'm good with not seeing this either again. Like I'd rather watch Rob Zombies, the original two, the Halloween from 2018. Like you can watch Halloween Part One, and then watch the one from 2018. Perfectly fine. I'd rather watch you know H2O and freaking Revenge Resurrection. Like I'd rather watch all these before I watch Halloween Ends again. So that's going in D rank. You know, oh. yeah, so, you know, like, this is my rankings of Halloween. Actually, before I go back over it, let's uh, switch that back over so I can tell you, run down the list one more time for those of you who are watching and listening. In my S rank, I have the original Halloween from 1978, and then also the Rub Zombie Halloween. Then Halloween 2, and then also Halloween from 2018 in for A tier. For B, I have Halloween H2O, Halloween Resurrection, and Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. In C tier, I have Halloween 3 and Halloween 4. And then in D tier, I have Halloween 5, Halloween 6, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. Um, I know that's going to be a very controversial uh, ranking for me because, you know, I know a lot of people love this new trilogy, I know people who love Halloween 5 and 6. Not bad films, like I said, they're just lower on the rankings. I mean, I can't have everything being B tier or A tier. Um, but yeah, that's it for my this, episode, this special episode of me ranking all the Halloween films in the franchise. Sorry for the delay of episodes, like I said in the beginning. I've been dealing with some health issues and work uh, stuff. So I'm trying to, I'm going to be doubling up on some episodes for the rest of the month because I have a lot of Halloween stuff I want to put out. So this one's probably going to go out on Saturday and then I'll probably have two more episodes going up that week, all next week. And then I will be having a special episode going live on Monday on Halloween, which is going to be a lot of fun. 
Um, but I thank you guys for watching and I thank you guys for listening. I know it's tough when ranking stuff. That's why I was trying to be as audible and talking and descriptive as possible instead of like, look what I did right here. But this has been episode 131 of a Nerd Name Mark podcast. I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for watching. The podcast is available on all podcast listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Pod Republic, Amazon Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all of them. Just type in a Nerd Name Mark podcast in your favorite uh, podcast listening platform. If it doesn't pop up, let me know. I can add it to that. I like to be make sure I uh, am accessible wherever people listen so you don't have to download all these different apps just to listen to one podcast. But that's it for the episode. My name is Mark, and I'm a nerd. Nerd.